Yep. What's up, Marco? Chilling, homie. Hey, man. Good to see you here, dude. I appreciate you taking your time to be here. Thank you for the um, invite. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Dialogo. This is another episode. Um, thank you for being here. You know, this is our fifth episode. It's, that's a big step. I didn't see myself doing this too long, dude. Yeah? Yeah, I thought I was going to fail. I was hey. like, man, dude, I don't think I'm going to be able to do this. So, you just got to keep going. I know. Look at us now, dude. Um, here in my little studio that's become like a little thing now. People want to come here. That's tight. Out. I like it. Uh, this is where you hear me all the time playing Warzone. So. <laughs> yeah, we, we definitely hear each other. <laughs> Yeah, man. So, um, can you introduce yourself to the people from Dialogo? Yes, of course. Uh, my name is Marco Torres. Uh, it's actually Marco Antonio Torres. I was born in uh, Matamoros, Tamaulipas, across the border from Brownsville, Texas. Um, but, you know, I was brought to Houston when I was a baby. Oh. Probably, I don't know. I'm, I always thought it was like a two or three years old, but my dad says that, you know, I was like not even one year old. Like, they brought me here in Pañales yeah, all the young. way. But <laughs> wow. este, when we first got here, um, we lived over off of Navigation and Jensen. Correct. Like yeah. kind of over by like Arle Guadalupe Church or uh, Mama Ninfas. Yeah, I used to work on the street. Yeah, there. so yeah. that's where we lived. We used to walk to church and walk to wow. Ninfas. And it was amazing. And then when my brother and sister were born, um, we moved up to the north side. And that's where we've been ever since. Uh, wow. So. So Northside, Houston, Texas. Northside. So, That's where I'm from. <laughs> so you're originally from uh, Old Magnolia, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Original Easton, Second Ward, Segundo wow. Barrio, yeah. That that's a really it's a really beautiful uh, side of town here in Houston. I, I know for La Virgen de Guadalupe for they do all that celebration there. Dude, I remember yeah, they did like I remember Guadalupe Plaza before it was like renovated yeah i remember seeing like selena there oh shit. i remember seeing like la mafia there they would always do like concerts there oh wow and when i was a kid my parents used to take me to go see these concerts oh, just wow. because it was literally down the street yeah and then um as i got older i remember seeing selena at astroworld when i was 14 1994 was that her last concert no the i would think it was like next the next year at, okay. at astro at the rodeo okay. astrodome and because uh, she had three shows at the Astrodome, I went to the first one and the second one. I missed the last one. Oh, wow. And it's because this was my sister's birthday that day. And we would always go to the rodeo every year. And mm-hmm. then that year, Cotejano Day landed on their birthday. And they're like, oh, well, let's let's not let's skip the rodeo this year. Let's just do like a, you know, regular birthday party for the for my my brother and sister twins. Oh, wow. Teresa and David. And um uh, yeah, so we didn't go to the to the last one, and that was her her last one. That was crazy. Oh man, that's so cool. But, uh, um, you know, being able to experience those last ones was probably pretty cool. Yeah, and based on what you do now, it's probably like a big yeah, man. flashback, right? It's uh, it's amazing. I guess. Uh, well, I'm a full time uh, freelance photographer and taco journalist, which I always say it's the best job <laughs> in the world. Um, so, I started taking photos around 2004, 2005 is when I um picked up a camera for the first time i had a tío my tío angel uh, he recently passed away but he was a photographer i'm sorry to hear that and um he inspired me to to take photos but he was always working on film minolta's and uh you know medium format and uh canons and everything like that but everything was film so i saw what he did i liked what he did but i always thought it was like a lot of work obviously because film is is a lot of work Correct. um but then you know 
mid two thousands, you know, I was I was even like building, helping build computers, and I could like download stuff, and I, you know, I mean, I grew up in like the Napster, LimeWire yeah. days, yeah. so I was like, oh, I could take a f- digital photo, and put it on the computer and edit it in Photoshop or anything else, and then share it that way. I was big on I was on Flickr back then. There was no social media back then. That, that, that was like the Tumblr. I, it was just before Tumblr. Yeah, yeah, like Flickr was the, was the shit. So I was out every time I got a, like a like a photo on the explore page of Flickr. I was like, damn, this is <laughs> tight. I think I could. I think I'm pretty good at this. Yeah. Um, and I got better and better. And then um, so 2004, 2005 is when I started taking photos. And then 2009, um, I was already shooting concerts here and there. But then I started taking photos for the Houston Press. Oh, wow. Like I emailed like the Press, the Chronicle, a bunch of other magazines and um, newspapers in the in the city. Telling you know, I had a little portfolio go in and stuff, and and finally, uh, Chris Gray at the Houston Press, he was my music editor. He's like, "Well, we have a concert coming up, Bun B and Friends at Warehouse Live. It's June two thousand and nine. It was one of his first shows that he played after Pimp C passed away. Holy crap! And uh, so it was crazy. Yeah, like I, I mean that." So I, he, they sent me on assignment. I got my photo pass. I got my um, my ticket to get in. And somehow I even got backstage. That first show as a photographer, professional photographer getting paid for the Houston Press, it basically changed my life. I got to meet Bun B, which is a good friend of mine now. And I've worked with him and I traveled with him all over the world. Tokyo, Mexico City, you know, all over the U.S., everywhere. And then um, I got to meet Paul Wall, Trey the Truth, Zero, Devin the Dude, you know, you name it. I, they were there that day. Wow. That even like Drake was there before he like made it super big. Correct. He had just dropped his first mixtape, I think. And Lupe Fiasco was there. Oh, it was I was starstruck. Yeah, I was that, like, man, that was like the best lineups there. <laughs> it was amazing. And then yeah. like I still almost I was still learning how to use my camera, especially like. Taking photos in a dark room at a concert is very, very difficult. Correct, the lighting and yeah, because you can't. I mean, it's not like you can tell the artist, "Oh, can you move over here and can you pose this way and can you stand in the light or whatever." Like lights are changing, they're moving. You almost have no. You basically have no control over what's going on. Yeah. But man, I remember I was in the photo pit, and Bun B like looked at me and he shot me the like the H town sign. And I was able to like focus and shoot it, and man, when I got home that night and I yeah. put it on the computer, I literally <laughs> stared at that photo for like hours. I was like, "Wow!" Yeah. Like he looked at me and I took that picture, and I was like, "I could yeah. do this shit for the rest of my life." And, <laughs> and that's where you know, kind of after college, I worked at oil and gas, mm-hmm. and then uh, in between one of my contracts um, for oil and gas, I started working at a at a bank, and then I worked for a credit union, you know, and I you know I was making really good money and. Um, but I really, you know, I had this photography itch and I was just, I was doing my day job and then at night I would go out and shoot photos or write articles or do something. And then like, um, it came to a point where like, that's what I knew I wanted to do. And in 2013, May of 2013, I quit my day job and I've been doing photography and journalism and writing ever since. That's crazy, man. That's a, that's a, that's a beautiful story to, to say, you know, that you, 
and it's one of the things that we, we talk about here, you know, uh, pursuing your dreams, you know, oh, yeah. like not doubting yourself, man, because I just feel like so many people doubt, doubt themselves. You know, um, I, I read this uh, this quote and said, hay mucho talento perdido por la duda. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Claro. Yeah. Y es que hay mucha gente que la duda le afecta mucho. Pensar qué es lo que... Lo que la gente va a decir de ti o, o qué va a pasar, qué pasa si no lo hago. Yeah. You know, but if you don't try, then you know, you don't, you don't And that's there. the thing, you know, um, I've been very blessed with a supportive family. And, um, you know, I've, I went to college, I got my degree, I went into, you know, my field, you know, I worked in oil and gas and then I worked in finance and other stuff. Pero, like, that's not what I want to do. I was making good money, I, yeah. I missed the money. Because as a freelancer, you don't know where your next check's coming. And especially, you know, the last couple of years with the pandemic. Oh, man. No events, no concerts. Now, I get paid when I take photos of concerts. I write articles. I take uh, uh, photos of, like, food. So with the pandemic, they shut down all events. You almost even couldn't go to the restaurant. You had yeah. to either get it to go or, or, or get it delivered. And like, um, you know, and then every now and then I'll shoot like quinceañeras and weddings and stuff. So there was none of that. None of that for what? Almost two years. Yeah. We're on like the third year. Of the We're pandemic. on the third year. So it's like it's a long relationship. So, yeah, it's it's I mean, my my business has always been up and down and mm -hmm. I've I've learned how to, you know, relegate that within myself. Yeah. I'm also single. I don't have any kids, you know. Yeah. So, I mean, I know somebody with a family. Would be, would, would be very so i know how to how to stretch my dollar yeah and um i'm not very fancy man i don't buy like super nice clothes i don't buy a lot of shoes but i but i like to eat yeah you like to and i like to travel thing. so mm -hmm. all the all the money that i do make you know I, that's what i was investing in camera gear traveling experiences um food you know so so you invest a lot in your gear yeah, you know, that's yeah. what gives you food in your table, right? Exactly. Um, it, was it always was it anywhere hard to invest into yourself that you were like, oh my god, like I'm probably not going to invest. Last year, um, still during the pandemic, um, I actually sold like two of my cameras oh. and like uh, a couple of lenses because I mean there, there was no work. Um, I was doing some social media work for the summer with a couple of brands and PR companies. And that was kind of helping me out, getting me through the year. I would get like one or two gigs, a m like good paying gigs a month. And that was kind of keeping me afloat and stuff like that. But like, um, I had a couple of really nice cannons that I was using. And, and I saw that, uh, one of my buddies needed, needed some help. He had like two or three cameras and they were all like broken in one way or another. Yeah. So I, I sold one of them to him and I sold another one to somebody else. And that's like, if I need, if and I still have like a little Sony um, Alpha A6 A6000 that I that cool. I use, and I mean it's a it's it's small, you know, it doesn't have all the bells and whistles as like my pro Canon cameras. But I mean, I, somebody like me that knows what they're doing, I can make it work. Yeah. I mean, I can actually take photos with my iPhone, phone, yeah. edit oh, wait, it. You don't have make, an iPhone. So no, I don't have. I'm team Android. <laughs> yeah, that's the only thing about me yeah <laughs> no, I, I, I mean, just get shit about it but it's all right it's all good yeah. i like i like my i like my google pixel man i really like man it. dude uh I, I you know i have to get a second phone now yeah and i went to t-mobile last night and um i called my girl and i was like yeah i was like 
<laughs> I don't think I'm gonna get a second phone. She was like, "Why?" I was like, "Man, you know what? I they offered me an Android, and I was like, no, yeah, I don't, don't yeah. want to do it.'" And he, I even spoke to one of my colleagues, and he was like, "Yeah, but I don't get it." I was like, "I just don't want to be with two iPhones. I'm gonna look stupid." Uh, I mean, I think it was yeah. funny. I, I forget who it was, but I just saw something because I don't watch a lot of like. Um, I don't watch a lot of TV shows. Mm-hmm. Like I watch things, you know, right now we're watching Netflix and it's a food related. I'll, I'll watch yeah, food related yeah. stuff all day long. But like shows, I really don't get into, but I get into a lot of like YouTube videos. So I'm always watching like YouTube videos or the shorts or, you know, I'm, all, I'm on social media. So I'm on, you know, Instagram, Marco from Houston. Please follow me. <laughs> I'll link um, them below so you guys can follow them. And Twitter you. is also Marco from Houston. So I get a lot of my news and a lot of my stories. And, you know, I, I see a bunch of stuff through social media and through YouTube. I was watching something on YouTube where there was like a CEO of a company. He says, yeah, I have two phones. One phone is strictly for my family. Only my family has my number. Yeah. And that's how I communicate with them. The other phone is his business phone. And he gives that phone out to Everybody and anybody, his employees. Yeah, I think he had like thousands of people working for him. His employees have his cell phone. All these other people that he runs it. So it's like it's good to be in connection, and it's actually good to have a couple of phones. I actually turn off a lot of my notifications, wow. um, and I I try not to be um, driven by constantly trying to see who liked something or who's okay. emailing me or whatever. And I'll still answer like my texts and my phone calls. But I'm not there. You have to kind of find a balance mm. between your sanity and your actual real life and the life that's in your phone. I saw an, I saw an interview of uh, one of my favorite podcasts. It's called La Cotorriza. Uh-huh. Um, and they were just talking about uh, their notifications. Yeah. They, they turn them off. He was yeah. like, my WhatsApp, everything's yeah. off. He was like, and if I need to check something, I'll look and then I'll, I'll see who I reply to. Exactly. Or, I was like, that's crazy. Um, now, you know, with the level that me and the company were getting to uh, yeah. behind the scenes and my job, it's like, fuck, man, I really need a second phone because yeah. I'm on a phone call here and then I get another phone call and I can't answer, you know, so I'm, I'm thinking about it right now. Um, I'm looking for a BlackBerry if anyone, wants, <laughs> if anyone has one for sale. <laughs> yeah, I, tried I used to have a, a T-Mobile sidekick. Oh, bro, that was ass. amazing. I because yeah. you could like flip it up and like it had an actual QWERTY keyboard and you just. That shit was I just dope. need my a BlackBerry. I used to have two Blackberries. Oh really? I never got I, into the BlackBerry game. And, and then you had like the diamond yeah. messaging. It's like yeah. the high message now. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I do a lot of emails, so a yeah. keyboard will be perfect for me. So yeah, I, I tried. Facebook, Facebook already looked it up, but all of them are like fucked up. But I thought they uh they, they stopped, stopped making, making or they did they stopped supporting the um operating software for BlackBerry. Well, you know, or something uh, like that. Okay, so I watched Sex in the City. Sorry, <laughs> and uh, the new the new show they uh, they got sponsored by BlackBerry and they have mm-hmm. a smartphone now oh. with with a keyboard, so it's cool. touching. Yeah. I was like, oh shit, but it's like $2,000. I think some Sony phones have a QWERTY keyboard, if I'm not mistaken. And I mean, but it's like, it's one of those things like, okay, you're getting amazing um, hardware yeah. and lenses and and um, the actual build is good, but the, the operating system is trash. Sorry to say that, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, even my little Sony camera, I love yeah. my little Sony cameras. But it's like, man, their menus are a fucking piece of work, man. It's I used to have an A7. 
Yeah. Yeah, I had an ASUS. I mean, I've shot with everything. I've shot with Nikon. Yeah. I've shot with Sony. I've shot with Canon. My go-to is Canon because I can, you know, I can do that in my sleep. I can shoot. You give me a like a entry-level Canon with like a 50 millimeter, you know, 1.8. And I can make something happen, you know. Same thing with Sony. The Sony, I have my little A6000 and I have a little like 28 millimeter uh, or 20 millimeter lens on there. Mm-hmm. Fixed lens, two point eight, and man, I just shot an e- I just shot an event this weekend, um, and it made it to the front page of Houstonia. Oh, and it was all with that one little camera, one little. It looks like a point and shoot, mm. but the crazy thing is that little camera, that little Sony, has more megapixels and bigger sensor than some of my pro Canon photos. Wow! But it's like it's the color science and it's the sensor, like the the fo- the colors and the something about canon as opposed to sony that is just i don't know the yeah, photos come out different the pros and cons of, yeah, yeah but i mean so you know a lot of people dm me on on the page yeah and they're like hey what camera are you using yeah hmm. let me tell you guys i'm using my iphone <laughs> yeah, I, yeah i mean like and, yeah. and i think you've said this to me i've heard you yeah. say this to me before it's like the best camera is the whatever you have in your hand yeah whatever you have on you at the time i've taken some crazy amazing photos on my on my google pixel Sponsor me again, please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I used to I used to do some social media work for uh, Verizon, oh, wow. and they gave me three. They gave me like a original Pixel, the Pixel Two, and now I have the Pixel Three. Um, and I they're amazing. I want to. I'm probably gonna pay for the Pixel Six. It's coming coming up because I have I've, you know I can exchange or whatever. But actually, I like to keep my old phones oh. in case I need it for something or other like. I usually trade them in because yeah. you know I do. You trade in your phone and the yeah, they give you like shit. three to five hundred dollars off, yeah, like seven hundred dollars off. Let me check on the camera real quick, bro, because <laughs> we have some issues here before him. All just right, check. right. We're good. Yeah, we're good. Um, nice, man. Let me tell you, I have two episodes where I lost. Uh, like you should, you should get like a like an external. Screen, screen, or something like that, like a mirror. So I had it on the or or just literally put a mirror on the back on the back. Oh shit! I'm so smart. (laughs) You fucking smart. (laughs) (laughs) No, you know, and I've 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 seen and I read a lot that it's hard to do a one minute operation where oh yeah, like I do the audio, I do the editing on the audio, I do the editing on the video. I make sure I'm recording. I set everything straight, and that's, it's hard. Well, that's why cool. That's cool about some of the Sony cameras that have the flip out mm, telescope yeah. or whatever screen, the so screen. you can actually see yourself. A lot of bloggers use that too. Yeah, so you know, it's 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 just adapting to the technology nowadays. Yeah, for sure. um, so going back to your uh, you know career, uh, what has been one of the biggest you know events that you've covered that you say, oh my god, this is other than your first gig? Yeah. Um, I mean, I so back in the day, the Houston Press used to be owned by a company called Voice Media Group, which was uh, like NPR? the village. Huh? Is it NPO? No, right? No, no, no. It was Voice Media Group, which was like um, the name came from the Village Voice in New York City. The Village Voice was like one of the premier. They call them alternative news weekly. Okay. So in every city, you have your your paper of record. So in Houston, is the Houston Chronicle. In New York City, you had New York Times and, you know, L.A., L.A. Times. So every paper has, like, their mainstream, they call it the paper of record, like the, the city's main paper. Yeah. And then you have, like, 
the alternative papers right. that are mostly doing like music, entertainment, food, more more um, non crime, non politics. Although, you know, a lot of the alternative news weeklies they've they've really got into some really amazing journalism. As far as um, I have a, a friend, his name is uh, Gustavo Arellano, okay. that from the OC, you know, south of LA. He was working for OC Weekly, and he did some amazing work out there. Like he's his investigative journalism has brought down like KKK leaders that were no you know, working as sheriffs and and you know all kinds of other politicians that were corrupt. I mean, you're talking about somebody working for a newspaper doing all these amazing reportings and stories and actually making a difference in the in the community. Yeah, and that's that's the kind of people that I that I because um, I didn't go to school for journalism. Uh, I graduated from the University of St. Thomas here in Houston. Okay. I studied international studies and business. Well, I taught international studies, minored in business and theology. So, and then, um, you know, like a lot of Houstonians went to work for oil and gas. Oh, yes. And then after that, I went to a bank and then, a, you know, credit union. Um, but like nobody taught me how to take photos. Nobody taught me how to write articles or be a journalist it just kind of happened and seeing others do it and uh interning for people and being an assistant for people and kind of learning my way and i mean i know how to write yeah and 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 talk to people and that's one of my biggest attributes like i can go into a room and, and talk to people I, I i take after my dad you know that's my dad can go into a panaderia <laughs> comes out did you know that este way is de matamoros y, y fue y, you know it's like, like, he comes out with a fucking life story. I'm like, Dad, you were going to get some barras and some some uh, pan, you know? Yeah. But uh, that's I got that from my dad. Like, I mean, I, that's always a good trait to have. Yeah. And I've always said it, you know, when you could go into a room and socialize without being scared. Exactly. You have immense of doors, uh, possibilities that could open for you. He also taught me to, like, um, be very observant. Correct. Like, know your... Like one of those things, like your dad, your dad, know your exits and know what's going on, and kind of see, see what everybody's kind of doing, because you mm -hmm. can spot somebody being malicious right away. Like, yeah, somebody with malice, and you see them walk in, and you see them looking around, you see them whatever they're doing. It's like, oh shit, something's going down. My dad is the same way, yeah. the so, same way, and he's he's put that onto us. You know, yeah. uh, we're from Mexico City, so Mexico oh, City, yeah. you gotta watch out. Definitely. You know, not, not giving a bad name to my city, but I love Mexico City. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, but I've been in those situations. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's um. There's a saying called "O te chingas o te jodes." Either you're gonna get robbed, or something's yeah. gonna happen to you. Yeah, uh, but you know, you gotta be very observant. Um. I like that you said about your friend, you know, and, and how far he's gotten with uh, journalism. Yeah. Did you watch that Seth uh, Rogen movie um, where he writes for the president? Oh, um, I forgot. The yeah, name. I think so. Yeah. yeah, yeah it, it was pretty good. I was just talking about it because um, there's a new movie coming out um, with Jennifer Lopez, Maluma and yeah. Owen Wilson. I was like, what, what the, the heck's going on? And then I was Valentine's. talking to my sister and I was like, yeah. And I talked about that. Um, the one about Seth Rogen with Charlize Theron. She's yes. going to be the president or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I was like, I can see that more than I can see Owen Wilson when Jennifer Lopez. Yeah. I just always was like, his nose always fucks. Him yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. But you know that, that Seth Rogen movie when I'm bringing it to point. What's is it that, called? Ah, dude. I forgot what it's called. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I saw that movie. It was pretty good. Um, my mom told me she was like you have two big ass screens in front of you you always ask what it is <laughs> we also have like a mini computer in our hands yeah, and she was like and you never get the answers so that's mom, funny 
Uh, we're actually getting to use the computer today. Uh, <laughs> let's see what it was. Head of State? No. Um, no. Um, this movie was... Um, no, long shot. Long shot. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, he joins her, and yeah. you know, once you know, oh, he was going on a pursuit for the KKK. That's why I was bringing it. That's on. funny because he was pursuing the KKK, and he went like incognito, and he became part oh, of the KKK. That's crazy. And he gets tattooed like, like while he's getting tattooed, he was like, "Fuck this!" Yeah. He was like, "I'm not the KKK." And he jumps out the window. Damn, um, I forgot about that part. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was like, like the I've only seen movie. it once. So I, I watched it like four yeah. times. It is one yeah. of my favorite movies. But yeah. you know, um, that's that's good, man. Um, and then the food industry, you you you're big on that, man. Yeah, I mean, it's funny because I did a I I served I was a principal photographer for for this book called The Tacos of Texas. It was published through the University of Texas, and it was published in 2016. So I I met this. I met the uh, author of this book in Miami. I was at a marketing conference in Miami called Hispanicize. It's one of the big marketing conferences. And um, it was pretty cool because I was working with like, a uh, uh, who was I working with? I think I was working with the Cricket Wireless at the time, doing some social media work. And they're like, hey, we have some spots for this conference in Miami. You know, we, we can, you know, airfare, room and board and everything. If you want to go and take some photos and, you know, so it was it was pretty cool. I was there, got to meet a lot of people. Well, I met this guy. He was his name is Mando Rayo. He's actually from El Paso, but he's been living in Austin for the last twenty years. And Mando and this other guy named Jared Nice, who used to work with South by Southwest, they started a a Tumblr or a blog spot. Okay, showing my age and our age. I don't even know. They started blogspot. a blog spot called tacojournalism.blogspot.com, and it was voted from the Austin Chronicle, one of the best um, blogs of the year or something like that for multiple years. So they started this thing called Taco Journalism where they would go and go to all these taco places in Austin and write about them and talk about different things in the taco world. Um, And then they got a contract for a book, their first book, which was Austin Breakfast Tacos, the story of the most important taco of the day. And it was a small book, maybe two hundred something pages. Like they, it was they they would put it in like the visitors' guide, or they would give it out at like uh, hotels and in the airports and stuff like that. It was a good book. Yeah. And then like because of that, University of Texas was like, "Hey, we want you guys to write a book for us, but not just breakfast tacos. We want all tacos and all over the state of Texas." And they're like, "Okay, yeah, we could do that." So they got another book deal. And um, the photographer, my friend Dennis Burnett, for the first book, he didn't want to be a photographer for the second book. He actually had a vision to turn it into a TV series or to like a video series. So so he was going to be busy taking video of everything. Yeah. So they needed to hire a photographer. So in that time, I met Mando in Miami. And it turned out we had a lot of mutual friends in the, in okay. the, in the taco world, in the food world, and in the you know, Hispanics doing cool shit world Correct. across Texas. We we knew a lot of the same people. We had a lot of mutual friends, a lot of mutual contacts. And he's like, hey, I see that you're about this taco life and you're a good photographer and you can shoot a variety of things. You, your portraits are good. Your food is good. Your food photos are good. Your location, like you can shoot a lot. Because some people, some people get pigeonholed or they pigeonhole themselves where mm-hmm. it's like, I'm only a fashion photographer Correct. or I'm only a wedding photographer or I'm only a food photographer photographer 
Fuck that. I'm I do everything. The only thing I don't shoot is like newborn babies and like maternity <laughs> photos. You know, I'll give that I'll I'll, I'll let uh, my friend Sarah uh do the do those photos. She works with me sometimes uh, on weddings and stuff. But um so they hired me. They're like, "Hey, do you want to work on this taco book that we're doing?" Um and you University of Texas gave us two options. You could do all of your we call it research, which means go to all go these eat. places eat tacos yeah. and you can take your photos, <laughs> do your interviews and stuff. So you could do your research over the over the course of three months in the summer and then get all the photos and write all your book and publish it in one year. Or you can we can give you a year to do all that research and the book will come out in two years. Well, obviously we don't get paid until the book comes out. Yeah. So, so they're like, fuck it. Let's, <laughs> let's do it in, let's do it this summer. Yeah. Let's churn out the book, churn out the photos, and we'll get the book out next year and, and we'll get paid. Um also you don't really get rich off of publishing, even if you're like on the bestseller list or whatever. Okay. Um they give you an advance and then you get some residuals of the of the uh the sales. of the sales, but it's not a lot. I mean you get your check. Yeah, but it's it's not a lot. I'm not going to get rich off of that, but it opened a million and one doors for I'm me. Sure. Now you're I in met, a book. I, I met, you know, so many amazing people all across. Oh, and we drove. Oh, no, airplanes. We drove all over the state of Texas, like seven to 8,000 miles or more because we did Austin. Well, we started in the Valley. We started in Brownsville, Harlingen, McAllen. We did that. Went to Laredo, and then we did like San Antonio, Houston, Dallas, El Paso, Midland, Odessa, Corpus Christi. I might be missing one. Anyway, we did like ten All major over. cities across yeah. Texas, but we drove everywhere. We Mando's a like marketing genius, so he got Chevrolet to donate a brand new like amazing uh it was a Chevy Silverado Texas edition it had <laughs> wi-fi it had leather it yeah. had everything it was a full package and then he got shell to sponsor us gas and he gave us they gave they would just FedEx us gas cards like okay. wherever city we were in they would just FedEx us gas cards so we would pay for gas with that we would buy drinks and snacks and and then um and then we would either you know they would pick up the bill on on the hotels or we would stay if we knew like somebody had a reading big house that would you know take like, a couple, somebody like me that snores a lot <laughs> um, or we would stay in like nice no yeah. not nice hotels but like you know we stay like holiday inn or yeah. you know i think one of the nicest hotels we stayed in was in dallas uh one of the like the omnis or something oh, man but i mean it's better than nothing dude i didn't so everybody's in austin i'm from houston so i had to go to austin and I, I didn't come home for like three months, except when we did the Houston You're on the stuff. Road. I was on the road. And it didn't make sense for me to drive home because we would take breaks like every like four or five days. We'd go back. They'd go back to Austin and we'd do a break in between each city. But it didn't really make sense for me to go back to Houston and go back to Austin. So I would just stay in Austin with either Jared or with some of my friends or whatever. So I didn't I really I was on the road. I was away from home for like three months. Yeah, but Austin is a is a beautiful city. Oh, it was amazing, man! man. It's it's just one of my favorite cities. I want to yeah. say in in the U.S. Oh yeah, um, and one of my and I know you're gonna ask me this later, so I'm gonna tell you this now. <laughs> one of my favorite tacos right now that I yeah. can say is in Austin. It's at this place called Suerte, 
It's on East 6. And um, they have a something that they call a... Um, it's a taco de suadero. Okay. But the, they make it out of brisket because we're in Texas. Correct. And then they, um, they smoke it. And then when it's ready to be... For your taco, when they're ready to make your tacos, they, they cut off pieces of brisket and they put it on the griddle, and then they put something called black magic oil, okay, which is like a sesame seed, like like a salsa, okay, like it's black with like toasted sesame seeds, dude. It's that good. Shit is so good. They make their own. Obviously, they make their own tortillas. It's a little tortilla de maíz with some you know tacos de suadero their way with with that black magic oil that they call them with fresh aguacate. Limon and chile and salsa. Dude, I, think I was I, there for my birthday last year, and it was one of the best tacos I've ever placed in my mouth. Like, legit, like any any other taco. And I've, and I've, I've, I mean, I've, you know, I've been all over Mexico City. I've been yeah. all over Mexico itself. I've been all over the U.S., you know, New York, Chicago, L.A., San Francisco, all over Texas. I mean, I've been... Everywhere. A lot of places. And I've eaten a lot. I've eaten tacos in Tokyo. I've eaten tacos in, you know. And man, that that taco at Suerte is probably one, at least in my top five. It's, um, ah, man, it's it's incredible where tacos have gone. Yeah. I mean, from, from putting, now, you know, there's some tacos in Mexico City where they put uh, French fries. Yeah. And they add... You know, whatever you want, nopales, cebollitas, everything. Mm-hmm. And then to come here and see what, um, you know, younger chefs are doing with the food. It's yeah. crazy, just like you said. And it and it's a, you have to be open, mm-hmm. open-minded and open stomach, <laughs> open yeah. mouth. Because I've eaten 50 cent, $1 tacos, and I've loved them. And I've yeah. eaten $12, $20 tacos, and I've loved them. So it's like, okay, you can't let price uh dictate the, you know yeah. like I, I i don't judge i don't judge before i eat you know i go there i give it a shot you know see what i think see what the tortillas there's three things tortillas see if the tortilla is good see if the the actual carne or whatever you're eating is good and the salsa it's like the holy trinity yeah so if 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 two of those things are good but the third one isn't as great, then yeah, it's gonna be all right. Yeah, but like it, something has to be amazing. Like something has to like pick right. up the slack. I mean, for so. me, for me, it's hardly the tortilla. Yeah, I mean, it does make a it, it makes a difference. So, people ask me every day. Yeah, what's my favorite taco place in Houston? I'm from the north side, mm-hmm. and I love Taconazo. Wow, I love Taconazo. Yeah, it's on Fulton. Right by Moody Park. I think it's 4003 Fulton is the address. I've been <laughs> going, I've been, literally, I've been eating there for 25 years, maybe yeah. 30 years. I don't know. They go hard and it's cash only. Don't forget. I love it. Yeah. I love it. But is it the best? Is it technically the best taco in the world or in the mm, city? No. no. It's, it's not even the best taco on Fulton Street. Yeah. But I have this amazing connection and emotional connection to the to those tacos and quesadillas de fajita. Yeah. I mean, their tortillas are nothing crazy. But man, their fajitas, the way they cut them, the way they season them, the way they put them on the grill, the way they put the queso on top of them, it's like amazing. And then the salsa is amazing. I love it. Frijoles a la charra on the side, you know. Those are good. And I think they're free, right? Or the, the, I think they sell them for yeah. like a dollar or something. Yeah, but you know. I, I, I mean, was, prices have gone up, but. 
and everything did. Yeah. But I had just, I was driving with my friend Alex. Uh, we went to Humble this yeah. weekend. And on the way we passed, yeah. and I was like, dude, on the way back, we're stopping at Taconazo. <laughs> yeah. He was like, bro, I heard that place is bomb. I was like, dude, it's not the best place, but it is. And it goes the, hard. the funny thing is, I tell people all the time, Taconazo is like a 2 a.m. taco, not yeah. a 2 p.m. taco. Like, I've, I've had it mm-hmm. during the day. I mean, I think they even open like at 9 or 10 in the morning. Oh, I don't know. But they close late. They close at like 2 or 3 at night. And man, after the sun goes down, those tacos go hard. Go hard. It's Especially like when you're hungry. They taste so much better <laughs> at night. And if you're eating, like that's the quintessential Houston mm-hmm. taco. The late night taco that you go and you, it's cash only and you get it and you either eat it in your car or on the hood or on the trunk of your car. Right that's there. Houston right there. Yeah. Houston has that on lock. That experience, not that we're the only only people to do that, but... Correct. I think we do that the best. Yeah, I'm, especially with the nightlife and, you know, yeah. food is yeah. obviously a plus. You know, you spoke about, you know, all, all kinds of tacos. You said breakfast tacos. Oh, yeah. So can you can we tell me a little bit of what how many tacos are they in a day? Like you got your breakfast tacos, your lunch taco or in your dinner taco? Uh, I mean, yeah, we could. I think I think um, once again, I get that from my dad where. Yeah. My dad could be eating a caldo de pollo and he'll have his 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 tortillas and he's gonna making a taco from the <laughs> from the pollo and from the arroz and yeah. he's eating his taco and he's eating his caldo. He didn't, it's like you can really make a taco out of anything mm-hmm. these days. Or f- actually, people have been eating that way for generations or millennia. You know, we're not the first people to eat tacos, but um, man, yeah. I mean, in the morning. So usually, my dad wakes up. I live with my dad in the mm-hmm. north side. Um, my dad wakes up, he'll make he'll eat like a pan or cereal or something with his cafe. He wakes up before before me. He's a he's an early riser. And then I'll wake up a little bit later and then that's when we'll start to make breakfast. Uh chorizo con huevo or jamón or yeah. bacon or or something. You know, today we made um bistec ranchero. I cut up the, the chiles and the cebolla and the tomate and with the with the uh, I think it was like seven steak, and we oh it went fucking hard with some frijoles for breakfast for breakfast. Oh, Jesus, but see that's the thing he eats more of a traditional breakfast. Mm-hmm. I wake up a little bit later, like around nine or ten, maybe even closer to eleven sometimes because either I'm up playing ed- Warzone, either playing Warzone <laughs> or editing or writing an article. So sometimes I fall asleep very late yeah. or, or early in the morning. So I'll wake up later. So by the time we're eating. I'm eating. It's almost lunch, but yeah, man. You know, <laughs> my dad tiene desayuno, and then we have our almuerzo. You have your almuerzo. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the huevos con chorizo tacos oh. always goes. And hard. sometimes we do like papas con huevo y chorizo. Uh, it goes hard, Fuck. dude. My my neighbor two two houses down, okay. he makes some bomb ass chorizo. Really? Yeah, and he makes me like sip blocks of it, and he Oof. just gives it to me. He's like, "Hey, I got your chorizo." And I was Hell like, yeah, let's go. It's the best type of neighbors, bro. Yeah, dude. I uh I went to go watch the football games a couple weekends ago with one of my neighbors, and man, he went down. He did he did some fajitas and he did some like pork. Puerco, uh, like the pork chops, yeah, on the grill, and he had like aguacate and tortillas and air and salsa. Oh, best, dude. Yeah. I'm not going anywhere. I'm staying. Unas modelos, yeah. unas tacos. 
That's good, man. I, I mean, those are the best, the, yeah. the best people to be around yeah. with. Uh, I saw that you were with Max. He yeah, Max is <laughs> he Max is dope. Down, I heard. Yeah, um, he's he's pretty famous with a lot of people that you know, like, oh man, I go to this place, this guy's house. He's my buddy, and he yeah. cooks it down. Well, the funny thing about Max is that I mean, he's a photographer, so I knew him through photography. Mm-hmm. But then you know, he follows me, and he sees that I I you know do the taco thing. He's like, man, tienes que venir a probar a la carne asada. I was like, yeah, I'm down, bro. Let me know. And so he sent me his address. He goes. Because ellos le, dan, le van al Monterrey. Sí, so cuando, cuando está Monterrey, they're, they're over there partying and watching the game and, and carne asada y todo. Man, they go hard. They, yeah. do, car, they do the carne, they do the longaniza, and then sometimes they do like tuétano. Man, the tuétano tacos are good. I, I, have, I haven't personally gone to him. Yeah. I, I know him uh, way back to yeah, with yeah. photography. So it's like... And uh, he actually, this past weekend, he invited me and I was out taking photos and I almost didn't make it because Monterrey had played earlier in the day. So ya habían empezado tomando y comiendo todo el día. So I was like, well, let me pass by. I, I'm, I was like, let me pass by on my way home. If if I see that they're still out, outside or chilling, I might stop by at least for a little bit. And there was just like three guys left. There was a fourth guy like passed Los out valientes. on the couch. Yeah. So I, I parked and I went in. Hey, ¿qué onda? Sorry, I'm late, man. I was out taking photos without working. Say, pues, hay poquito de comer, ¿quieres? Sí. So he brought me out like some carnitas and some sausages and tortillas. And then he, he brought out the mezcal. Oh, my God. 400 conejos. Oh, man. Favorite. That shit was so smooth. So good. Let me tell you what happened to me. So, you know, I can't drink right now. I'm, yeah. I'm on a little uh, sabbatical. I can't. I can't yeah. It's disclosed, but, you know, I can't drink. <laughs> um I just went to Mexico City about two weeks ago. Yeah. And uh, we were celebrating a birthday on Saturday. That's the whole reason why we went. We were celebrating a birthday. And uh, I was like, no, I want to drink 400 conejos. Oh. So I go to the store and I buy 400 conejos. Nobody wanted to drink it. But they knew what it was. But they're like, no, nah, I don't want to drink it. So I, I, this is a crime. But I did palomas with 400 conejos. I mean... I've, uh, another thing about the food is yeah. the drinks. Correct. So I've been around amazing mixologists and mm-hmm. and bartenders and just people that know their their drinks. And I've had some amazing mezcal cocktails all over the world, bro. You know a really good uh, bartender that I like a lot, Chino from uh, Ugo's or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Chino from, from, he's at Sochi. Sochi, Sochi. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but old same company. Sometimes yeah. he's at Ugo, sometimes. He's, but but yeah, man, Chino's dude, cool. He makes a mezcal drink. Yeah, actually. yeah. I think they, they won best drink in yeah. the in the U.S. I believe or in the Something region. Something like that. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, but I also know um, uh, Linda Salinas. She's yeah. another like mixologist in town. She's she's pretty amazing. There's a couple of oh, uh, and then like Al Alamba Huerta. She's another really amazing, like oh. award winning. Like mixologist here in town. Uh, restaurants or I think Alma Alba is um, at Julep, mm. and um, Linda is like a she's like a f- kind of freelance. freelance. She like consults and does different things wow. for different companies. Yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't. So I didn't, I didn't get too big. Oh, and then you have Greg El Cantinero. No, Greg that? El Cantinero. He right now he's he's doing a Trash Panda, Space Cowboy, and Chivos HTX, mm. which are different places here in town. And um, Greg is amazing, bro. He he was one of the original um, people that started up at um, Monkey's Tail. I've never and, been uh, there. He also before Trash Panda, it was Edison. So, but this guy, 
that guy is like every time I talk to him, he's like a wealth of knowledge and Dude. just very like he knows his shit. He he knows like he knows hospitality. He knows how to bring people in. He knows how to make great menus, food and cocktail wise. Correct. And he's just a great person, man. I, th- I think those are the best. Uh, you know, I have a few bartenders too yeah. in the good places, but. I was telling you that I got really into like learning more about food and things like that about two years ago. And I met this guy named Nacho, Ignacio Corona. Okay. He's the GM at uh, Ugo's. Okay. Yeah. I met him at a carne asada and he came in and he had a, a bottle of Don Julio 70. Oof. And then he was like, hey, man, uh, let me explain to you about this bottle. Yeah. I was like, this guy probably works for like Don Julio yeah, or some yeah, shit. Yeah. But like he explained everything to the dime. I was like, damn. He was like, taste it this way. And then he was like, you should come over to my job, you know, one day. So I'll go over to Ugo's. And he gives me the whole throw down. And I'm like, I want to come here. And I want to learn about this. I just had this conversation about mezcal. A lot of people are afraid of mezcal. Mm. Just because they haven't, like, really tried it. Or had it. Or or the experience they have had with it has been not not great. It's cause it's, there's so many flavor it. profiles with mezcal and yeah. it's like you just have to kind of find the one that suits you the best some of them are, are you know very dry very dry yeah. very earthy some of them can be fruity some of them can be very smooth it just depends on what way you're going to go with it yeah I mean uh, 400 Conejos is just perfect super smooth it's smooth it's I perfect. was not expecting it's a hoven so which means it's, it's clear it's, it's white so I was expecting like I don't know uh, um, what's the one bad tequila? Uh, uh, Ornitos? No, no, the other one that's it's in the green bottle. Uh, uh, yeah, Patron. Oh, Patron. Oh, I thought God. it was going to be like Patron. And I really do not God. like Patron. Well, you know, Cuatrocitos Conejos is like the top notch mezcal. I mean, yeah. it's like a Don Julio. I, I have three of them, dude. Yeah. I have the joven, the red one, and the añejo and, and the, the green reposado. One. Yeah, yeah. The, I, haven't, I haven't opened the green one, uh, dude. We're opening it today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this shit, nah, not tonight. I gotta drive home, bro. I'm like 80 miles from home right now. Oh my god, man! And again, I appreciate you coming through. Dude. That's badass. So, um, you know, one interaction I wanted to do. Uh, you know, I do it on Instagram. People ask me questions. I'm like, yeah. I usually ask you know what do you want to know from this right and uh, we had like five or six but one of the two of the ones that caught my attention was um, a person asked is houston a good uh place to come do a culinary experience you know for a good culinary oh yeah experience? man mm-hmm. i mean i think houston has always been a great place to eat or to be inspired to try new things um we are literally the most diverse city in the country more than New York, more than L.A., more than Miami. We have more cultures in Houston than anywhere else in the country. And I think people don't really realize that. And that means that the cuisine, the international cuisine that's available to us is amazing. So from Indian, you know, Indian, yeah. Afghani to, um, you know, Mexican, of course, Vietnamese, Japanese, the Vietnamese, oh Vietnamese, and then you have Viet Cajun, you have Cajun, you have Viet Viet Cajun. Cajun. It's like you know the perfect combination. Viet Cajun, so amazing. I was just over there at a crawfish. Yeah, crawfish noodles is amazing. The the chef there is awesome. Um, I did some photos with them recently, and they're they're great over there. He made like some like razor clams with Hennessy or something like that. It was it was dope. (laughs) Um, 
obviously our barbecue scene is is legit it's always been legit but man in the last few years 5 10 15 years it's really been elevated i mean you have killings obviously in pearland but but i mean it's good obviously it's good Mm -hmm. but you know there's long lines and it's a far pearland is far at least for me it's not far from here i mean you're like five minutes yeah so (laughs) but um but i mean you have Truth Barbecue on Washington. That's I'm, yeah. probably number one in those. You think in, so? It's up there. It's mm. in the top five at least. But I love it. I love Pinkerton's. I've Pinkerton's is on airline. It's amazing. Gatlin's Barbecue in the in off of Ella in the Heights. It's dope. And there's a new place called J Bar M. It's in the east side. It's on um, Leland near like San Emanuel, over by like Warehouse Live almost. Yeah. It's called J Bar M, and the, the team over there is amazing. So they have Willow, they have a JQ right now, they have a couple of other people. Um, my friend Alec is over there, so they all do their thing, and oh, it's the the building is amazing, the barbecue is amazing. That place is is dope. It, it's it's probably gonna get mentioned in the top top list pretty soon. That's good. I mean, yeah. it's good that you have that connection. You, you, but then yeah. you have. People like um, Eddie O's Barbecue yeah. and JQ's Tex-Mex Barbecue that are making like um, taking the barbecue, but also incorporating Mexican and Tex-Mex and Tejano attributes. Yeah. Just like in, in Austin, you have Valentina's and then like uh, you have Burnt Bean and you have uh, 2M and San Antonio. So you, you have these amazing because the original Tejanos that were making barbecue or were literally Tejanos, Mexicanos, Correct. you know, and we also had, you know, the, the African-American uh, experience making barbecue, barbecue and soul food and Bodan, different things like that. So Bodan. the culture of this part of the country is rich in food history. Yeah. Um, and all it takes is, you know, doing a little bit of research either on YouTube or on Netflix about about food and, and you'll see how much that our, our part of the world um, incorporates and influences food across the United States and across the world. So Yeah, and then you have, you know, mixtures of cultures like a Mexican gets with a Colombian. Oh, yeah. Colombian gets with a Venezuelan. I literally just wrote an article about pupusas. Oh. And, like, I called a friend of mine <laughs> and I was like, hey, uh, I, need, I need to write an article about pupusas. Can you take me... For some good pupus. She's like, yes, I will go here. And we went to this place called Antojitos Salvadoreños. It's on telephone. It's actually okay. in the East End. Man, I, and I like pupusas. Mm-hmm. But, man, they came out hot. The the cheese was just Melty, amazing. Yeah. Chicharron. And, and, I mean, I even took some home for my dad. And my dad <laughs> was like, where did you get this? Yeah, yeah. And, like, uh, but it's funny. It's like. You never know, you know, like, like my dad, like, okay, so like even during the pandemic, I was taking photos of different uh, food restaurants. And whenever I go and take photos, that food that they're making for you, they can't serve it to somebody else. Correct. So it's either I take it home or it's getting thrown away. Yeah. So they asked me, do you want to take it home or do you want me to, or, or, or do you want to trash it? I'm no, like, I'm, I'm from my dad. I'm, <laughs> I'm like, hey, I'll take it home. Yeah. So my dad was like. One time I went to the Vietnamese restaurant and they gave me a whole table food of uh, table full of food and they even had like this whole catfish, fried catfish. Just for you. And I there. took it home. My dad was in heaven, bro. I bet. My dad, he <laughs> tore that catfish up. It took him a couple of days to finish it, but yeah. he tore that shit up, man. And uh, it's funny because my dad's 
doesn't have social media. My dad doesn't read the Houston press. You know, he doesn't really know. He didn't really get what I did. Mm-hmm. He just knew that I would go out, yeah. take photos, come home late, smell like weed sometimes because yeah. I was with all these rappers. I'd go to concerts. I was like, okay, I'm going to go take photos at a concert. Or, mm-hmm. hey, I'm going to Austin for a week. You know, I'll be back. Yeah. Or like, hey, I'm going to Japan. And he's like, I guess. Um, but when I did the book, he kind of real. I took him to all the, because we had book, um, uh, what are they called? Book signings mm-hmm. in all the cities. So we did like uh, Austin and Dallas and Houston and San Antonio. So I would take him with me to all these places. And he would, so he could actually sit there with the book and see what I did. He could see that I was like networking and he kind of kind of realized like what I do. What and now he's like, yeah, oh, vas a ir a tomar fotos or vas a ir a un concierto or like he finally gets what I what I do. Yeah, it's crazy. You know, uh, Rafael Navarro was here uh, last week. You met mm-hmm. him. Yeah, uh, yeah. Rafael Navarro from Chicago. And he said the same thing, dude. You know, he was he was getting into rapping. And, yeah. You know, he would sit down and write his lyrics and his parents were like, what are you doing? Yeah. You know, like, what is this? Like, and they wouldn't understand it till they actually saw him on MTV. They were like, oh, that's what you're yeah. doing with your papers. I was yeah. like, okay. And then after that, they're just like, okay, I like what you're doing, all that kind of stuff. But that's a Mexican thing, you know. Well, yeah. that's what I've been, t- like, so I um, I take my niece to school every morning. Mm-hmm. And then I uh, pick up my, my niece, my nephew, my two nieces and my nephew. I'll pick them up from school every afternoon. And um, I like to talk to my niece. She's she's like she's thirteen now, or she's twelve now. She's about to be thirteen. She's gonna be a teenager, and um, she's in sixth grade right now. She's in middle school. Okay. But it's like I try to kind of teach her things. Like we either we'll listen to different music, or we'll listen to the the news, or we'll kind of talk about different things. And one of the conversations we were having the other day was, um, obviously, you, education is important. Correct. Finishing your 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 studies your high school or or going to college if that's what you want to do but also you should also learn other things outside Mm -hmm. of school whether it's an instrument an instrument or art like she really likes art and she likes all kinds of other things it's like you can you don't have to go to like a traditional school you can go to the art institute you could do culinary school if you want to do that you could do there's so many options out there and there's nothing wrong with trying something if you want to do it. And then if you figure out, if you realize it's not for you a couple years down the line, you can try something else. Yeah. I told her, look at me. I, I'm not doing what I went to school for, but I love what I do. Um, so it's like nowadays it's more, there are more opportunities to start and fail and start again in your, in your career. Whereas before... Ibas a la escuela y then trabajabas en lo que fuiste a la escuela y yeah. te casabas, tenías hijos y te morías. Yeah, yeah it, was a, it was a whole circle of routine, you know, like <laughs> yeah. you like to work for it and you get. Yeah. And that's a good point, man. That's a good point that you made that now we have that opportunity to be able to fail and start again and yeah. see if you fail again or you succeed, man. And that's a lot of with my projects that I do, you know, like if I fail, man, fuck it. And, you know, at least yeah. I tried it. I mean, um, you're going to learn either way. Yeah, that's good, man. Um, So uh, I want to talk about tacos a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, of course. So, you know, I, wanna, I just came from a taco influencer meetup. Just imagine talking <laughs> about tacos. Dude. <laughs> so I want to, you know, I want to put it out there to Houston. What are your top five taco spots in Houston? So this is something that I get asked pretty regularly. Um, 
think it was like 2018 i wrote an article for houstonia magazine it was like the top 27 tacos you must eat in houston before you die and the way the food industry works is like i that was published and three months later i i already need to make a an update we published a taco book in 2016 and it's due for a major update, you know, yeah. but that's just the way, you know, restaurants come and go and fail and chefs or, and cooks turn over. And I mean, that's just the way the industry works. And that happens. And one place is no longer there anymore. One place, another place is good now. You know, you never know. But um, I'll tell you what, uh, one of the I'm from the north side. So Taconazo has always been one of my top. If, if I have to pick top five, Taconazo is going to be five. up there. Top five. Top five. So I wrote this down. Um, Taconazo is definitely up there. Okay. Because I have, I love the food and I have an emotional connection to, okay. to it. And I'm from the north side. So um, there's a, a friend of mine. His name is Isaac. He has something called a Tacos Bomberos. Mm. It's a pop-up. So okay. right now he pops up at um, Holler Brewery, Holler Brewing. It's a it's a brew brewer. Uh, it's hard brewery. for me to say brewery. brewery. Yeah, brewery. <laughs> uh, they make beer there. Where's where they make the beer? <laughs> it's off of Edwards. It. I think it's like 2000 Edwards, and uh, he makes some amazing like fajita tacos and like chicken tacos and even veggie tacos. Wow. He'll make tacos and tortas and then he's working off this like like this Parilla. griddle yeah como la, el tamaño de esta este, este desk and man he he's a fucking magician with wow. with with his parrilla man and he gets good quality meat and he gets good quality ingredients and it takes him a while because he's like a one-man show he has his cashier and he has like a little bit of help here and there but yeah. he he you know he wants to make sure that you're getting good tacos, fresh tacos, quality, quality tacos. So and the prices are, are fair. I mean, they're a little bit higher than because literally yeah. meat prices have gone through the roof for sure. So and, and then but if, tacos, you in, if you get that good quality, oh, you know, he yeah, gets the best it. quality. Yeah, yeah. Carne. Uh, tacos Bomberos is, is the, the is number the name four. No. Yeah. Well, I didn't really I don't like really ranking. No ranking. Just. Yeah. Okay, cool. Beans. So Taco yeah. Naso. Tacos Bomberos. I was recently introduced to this place. It's called uh, Corre Caminos. Oh. Tacos Corre Caminos or Taqueria Corre Caminos. It's a food truck. Mm. It's a taco truck. If, you, if you're if you on airline going north, and I live in that area. I live off airline in Little York. So in that area over by the Pulga, by the okay. sunny, mar sunny, yeah, sunny free market and the Tia Pancha and... So I live in that area. Mm -hmm. So if you go past the Pancha and you keep going, but before you get to West Road on the left side, it's called um, Corre Caminos. Tacos Corre Caminos. It's a little food truck and they have like a little parking lot. And, and right next to it, it's like a Michelada spot. But Tacos Corre Caminos is probably my favorite trompo in the city. Is that is that like where it's open trailer and they have like the trompo and then the suadero there and you get they don't suadero. have suadero there. Oh, okay, never mind. Yeah, yeah, they do have the trompo there, mm -hmm. which is awesome because you can only do trompo outside of the city limits because of the health inspector. Mm -hmm. Now, a friend of mine, another really good taqueria, his name is uh, uh, Saul Obregón. He has um, La Macro. Yeah, and he's from Monterrey, and he actually had a restaurant on North Main, and he went to the city and talked to them and asked them why they wouldn't let trompo inside the city limits. And it had to do with like regulations and the way it was prepared and cooked and different that. Yeah. 
but he was able to formulate this contraption, which is where he made his trompo mm -hmm. to the specifications that actually passed the health inspection. And so it had to be like stainless steel and it had to be, there had to be like so many speed, so many Expensive, criteria yeah. and most places don't because of cost or because of this too time consuming or if it's too labor intensive to do actual trompo to um, meet the code of Houston. But Saul, he was able to do it. So he had his, his restaurant, Taqueria La Macro on Maine, and then he closed that down. He had a little pop-up, Tamian Corona Parrilla, mm -hmm. and he would do different things. He had like Warehouse Live and different places. And I remember him he, at Warehouse Live. And then he had a, a bar, La Macro, which is on Washington. They closed, right? And they closed. Yeah. But he had, he was there for a while, and then and then he now he's just on his food trucks. Now he has two food trucks. He's about to... He bought a new food truck. He's about to brand it. And yeah. So um, he's also, he. so he's from Monterrey. He kind of perfected his recipe of trompo. And uh, I actually, during the pandemic, I worked on that truck for like a month because I needed cash and yeah, there was yeah. no gigs. And I, you know, but I've, I, Saul is amazing. I've learned a lot from him. He's a really dear friend. You know, his food is amazing. He, he does this one thing, uh, a trompi burger. Which is I saw that on Instagram. Uh, 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 hamburguesa, but he puts the trompo on top. Ooh, and whenever I ask for my burger, yeah. I ask them to put uh, frijoles on the buns. Ooh. And then I they put the you know the queso and the the hamburger patties and the trompo, and then I tell them to put queso on top, and then I put Jeez. salsas. You sleep good oh, after that, dude. Fuck, dude, it's probably one of the best things. Wow. wow. Yeah, it's uh, amazing. Right now, that you give it your five. I'm going to give you my okay. five. And okay. you're going to have to go to one of those places. Okay. Because okay. if you say you like your torta like that, bro, I'm going to put you on some <laughs> stuff. But let me check on the camera before. All right. Me. See this? Oh, yeah. I know you, bro. We got Tito Rivera. Yeah. Awesome beans, man. So, macro? Yeah. Um, Corre Caminos, Bomberos, Taconazo, um, Taqueria Dontín. Don't so Dontin, it's this. Uh, there's actually a gentleman named Dontin. Um, he has his truck. It's, it's him and his sons. So I think there's like four or five Taqueria Dontins. And right by my house, literally the closest taco truck to me is Taqueria Dontin. It's right on Little York. Um, and what I really like is that they do tacos estilo Matamoros. So in Matamoros, where I was born, where I'm from, in Matamoros, Tamaulipas, right across the border from Brownsville, Texas, there's a place called El Ultimo Taco. Okay. It's literally the last taqueria before you cross the border. Wow. And they make these little, you know, tacos. Mini tacos. Mini tacos, mm -hmm. street tacos. They be stick. They're full. And they put uh, queso fresco on top and aguacate. Oh, man. Yes. Oof. It's, and so... I've had that taco oh, before. So fucking good. Yeah. That's probably like... Either Taconazo or, or Lultimo Taco is like, if I was on death row, that's what my death row meal would be. <laughs> the taco I could eat that. like a dozen of them. Yeah, but they're small. I mean, but, but they're still, full I could probably eat more yeah. than that if I really wanted to. Man. But no, man, that's, it's so good. So, um, Taqueria Dontin has tacos estilo Matamoros. Mm -hmm. So it's like whenever I, I just want some or I just want to remember Matamoros, I'd go there and I, oh, actually I call them now. I yeah. have their number. So I just call them and. And uh, I put my order in, and I usually get two orders, one for my dad and one for me. And uh, they call me when it's ready. I 
go and I pick it up, bring it back, and we eat. That's the one thing about being, you know, a food person. You know, you get the plugs in every restaurant. Well, not not the plugs, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, you yeah. Know, people know you. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, I mean, shit, it's like anywhere. Go. You're regular somewhere, and they're going to know yeah. you. And, you know, um, like my friend, my friend uh, Carolina, who I was t- telling you about, about those pupusas, mm-hmm. she goes to this antojitos all the time, and she wanted to do, like, a big order for her family. They're like, oh, well, like a hundred pupusas, hundred fifty oh, wow. pupusas, and they're like, oh, we usually, um, usually you have to pay for that in advance, and it's that. But like, but they're like, wait, 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 is that you, Carolina? It's like, yeah. <laughs> she goes, oh, you're good. We'll make it. It'll be ready for you. You can just come whenever. Wow. So it's the same thing. Like I yeah. go places, and like people, you know, because I've go there a lot, and I, I, they know who I am, and I, I try to support, and and I never, never ask for free food. I don't. Same. I know a lot of food bloggers do. Yeah. There's a fine line that you cross there, whether you know. That, that's that's a that's a subject that we have to touch. You know, I, I've heard it's about tough. this before. Yeah, dude. it's it's tough coming in and asking for free food. It's one thing when you're offered. Yeah, if you're offered, then yes. Hospital, yeah, you know, I can, I get it. But yeah. if you come in and say, "I want this," nah. or "You owe me this," yeah, you're entitled. I'm entitled to this. That's the that's 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 going over the line. I mean, okay. most of these places are small businesses anyway. Mm-hmm. I get it if you're going to like a huge restaurant, corporation, or restaurant, you know, or chain. Okay, they have you know a certain amount of you know comps that they can give people. I, I experienced this uh, last week. I was sitting down at uh, Urbe, the new. I love Urbe, dude. So I was sitting down. I was waiting for my girl on the table. And the girl is a food. The girl that wasn't sitting across from me is a food blogger. Yeah. And she tells the guy, No, pues tráeme esto, 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 y esto, y esto, y esto. Ah, y esto se va a ver bueno para la foto. I was like, What the fuck? I didn't know she was a food blogger until uh-huh. they brought the food and the manager came out. And was like, Oh, does that look good? And she was like, Oh, okay, yeah. She was like, I'm not paying for it, right? Oh, hell no. I was like, whoa. I was like, man, how the fuck? I'm sorry for my, but how did you get in here? Like, you know, it's hard for me to even get into, like, I've been trying to reach out to them. Like, hey, yeah, like, let me come and do a blog there or something. Yeah. When I was there, uh, Chef Hugo was there and he he recognized me. Yeah. Um, And I I remember um, I did some uh, photos with him one time at a private dinner with him and his brother. And they're really amazing. So he remembers me, and then one time I took my dad to Caracol, mm-hmm. and he was there, and he, you know, brought out some some. Oh, they do these amazing uh, wood fired um, oysters. grilled oysters. Yes, yes, the, the best, bro. Oh, yeah, dude, those things are like uh, crap yeah, to me. Like crazy. I love those things, but he he, you know, he he sent some of those out. When I got the bill, they they didn't charge for like some of the drinks. You know, oh, man. that's that's always good. And you know what I do when I get comp like that. Yeah. I roll that into the tip that I give the server. You know what? Um, and it speaks good about him. But everywhere I go for Chef Ugo, and I know like all the yeah. the managers, I get the best service. And oh, pe- yeah. And people always tell me, why do you always recommend Ugo? Oh, it, I was like, bro. Number one, their food service. is amazing. Number yeah. two, their, their, their hospitality or their service is amazing. The best, man. The um, best. At Sochi, I know uh, the general manager there. His name yeah. is Elvis. Elvis. Oh, Elvis is amazing. Every single time I go there and he takes care of me and he's there. Or he'll tell somebody, hey, yeah. make sure he's good. And, you know, I'll get oysters. I'll get, like, an amazing glass of wine. Or I'll get, like, an amazing cocktail. Hey, you know, they were making this today. 
see there's an, it's gonna be new and it's not on the menu yet they want you can you can try you try it, it? and i like i said i always take care of the servers and make sure yeah. everybody's good but man it's it's good to be in that position too, but right. not to take advantage of it. Yeah, don't take advantage of it. Yeah. Uh, for you guys that are watching me, don't yeah. don't do that. Um, yeah. But yeah, I always, I never ask for free anything. Wow, you know, I always go in expecting to pay. Yeah, for sure. Whether always. they comp always. me or not, mm-hmm. one way or another, that money's going in the tip jar, or I'm leaving it on the table or something. Yeah, that's good, man. Um, Tom, I'm gonna tell you my five. Oh, I'm not finished. Oh, you're not finished. Uh, Oh, the criado thing. Yeah. It's funny because la, la Macro wasn't on the list, but it is on the list kind yeah. of thing. <laughs> but I guess the honorable mention is uh, Alamo Tamale Company. Oh, and the reason I say Old that school. is because I love going there. Yeah. And I, and I love, you know, obviously I love getting off and I love seeing whatever I want to get. And But usually the best things there are the uh, tacos de barbacoa yeah. and the tamales. So now they have a, not a lot of people know this. And I don't even know if I want to even say it, but yeah. they have a drive-through. No. So I go. Wow. There, okay. It's on. The, see the the it's entrance on the is side. on the right side, and the drive-through is way on the left side. Mm-hmm. So I just go through the drive-through, and usually there's like one or two cars there, and I'll yeah. go get like a dozen tamales, tamales yeah. caseros de puerco. They even have brisket tamales. Mm. I, I, you know, it's been a while since I've been, but yeah. it, it is real good. And then I'll get the barbacoa. If, if I don't get a pound, I'll get like. Three or four tacos. I'm going to put you on some barbacoa. Oh, yeah. I mean, you probably already know. About I love this. Gerardo's. Uh, El Hidalguense. Oh, El Hidalguense on Long Point. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's one of my yeah. top fives. And un taco de barbacoa en El Hidalguense. Oh, yeah. Nunca te puede ir mal. Never. Now, the service there sometimes. Ah, man. You know, <laughs> I, it's understandable because it's fucking packed. Yeah. yeah no, I, I get it. But yeah. Sometimes, but the food there never oh, loses yeah. the quality. Oh, food's amazing. Yeah, I mean, just la tortilla chamano, yeah. los nopalitos, la salsa que hacen con tatemada. Es barbacoa de borrego. Yeah, and it's barbacoa de borrego, and it's bomb, dude. Oh, yeah, it's good. Bomb. I, 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 would like I do like that place. Yeah. There's also, um, speaking of birria, mm-hmm. uh, Doña Leña, also uh, in Sweet Ranch. Yeah, yeah. That place is cool. The owner there is really cool, too. Yeah, man. Um, I need to go try them out. I yeah. haven't... Um, so and yeah. obviously uh TJ. TJ. Yeah, man. He goes yeah, Jesse over there, man. Uh-huh. TJ Tacos uh was it TJ TJ Birremas. Imas. Their birra ramen goes hard. Oh almost saves my life sometimes. Sometimes yeah. I go in there and that birria ramen just Well, you know, um so Jesse is on my top five. Yeah. Not because he's a friend of mine. I would say that he's up there. I mean I Literally, when we were there the other day, mm-hmm. I went the next day with my with my friend Karen. Yeah, and we had, and and the funny thing is, when I was walking out, yeah. I had like two other people that followed me that said I came here because you put you it on put your story it. yesterday. Wow, man! You know, yeah, not not just because Jesse's my friend, but hands down, best best birria for me. You know, yeah. and not not and, saying that any other. And the, the cool are thing good. about that yeah. is uh, he's very you know welcoming. He's very mm-hmm. open about his about his food and about his restaurant. Yeah, he told us his story, and then he told us you know that he uses three types of carne yeah. to make his birria, yeah. and that like blew my mind. He's like, <laughs> yeah, I use brisket for this, I use this for because of this, and I use this because of, I was like, wow, that's dope. Yeah, but you know he he has. Uh, 
background on oh, yeah. kitchens and you know he he has a passion for yeah. cooking and you can tell yeah you and can his tell. and his staff is amazing too like mm-hmm. everybody that works there is, is dope like he, they get it from him like they get the the love to serve which is amazing because you see that a lot in in the mexican culture and in the taco culture you know they're happy that you're happy yeah they're welcoming when I go to Corre Caminos, I've been there maybe two, three times only because I was just introduced to it. Yeah. Marco, ¿cómo estás? ¿Qué te ofrecemos? Yeah. That's, that's always that, that hospitality. Now, I'm going to go more into the street side. Have you ever been to Tacos La Bala? Oh, of course. Yeah. So the, the original one on Bel Air, yeah, obviously. Bel-Air. Yeah, that one. But there's one by my house, too. There's oh, wow. one off of uh, Airline and Tidwell. And it's okay. It's good. Like, I'll get some, like... Either gorditas or sopes there. And, ah, and but tacos. I, go, I go there for my tacos de tripa. I like tripa. I don't love tripa. Ah, man. I love tripa. Yeah. My dad likes tripa. My dad yeah. loves tripa. I, I, now, uh, my friend David Rodriguez mm-hmm. from the Tipping Point, you know, he's a chef as well. And I've had, his, he was actually in the taco book. And he, when I had his, his tripa tacos, yeah, they were amazing. But he went to this like guy in off of Hardy somewhere in Aldine that actually mata borre mata chivos chivos yeah and gets their tripas and he cleans them and okay so that you're going above and beyond yeah and and he made sure that they were crispy and really you know clean and okay I can eat tripas like that but like anywhere else uh, it's hard for me you know it's I, hard for me to get into tripa tripa came to me uh, was because of my dad and my uncle yeah he used to be like yeah, por unos tacos de tripa de tianguis in yeah. Mexico City so yeah. you'll go to the tianguis eat tacos de tripa and badass so when we came here to Houston tacos la bala right down off yeah. Bel Air was our tripa spot we would go yeah. on the weekends and we'd go eat there and I think it's yeah it's a like a mutual feeling I have with them that you know I remember going there with my dad yeah and yeah yeah you have like an that. emotional connection and yeah. and food and liking something is very subjective um just like art yeah some people like one type of art and some people don't get it same with food like everybody has an opinion and they're welcome to their opinion and some people like 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 some people yeah. don't some people love taconazo some people don't so it's like there's no wrong you know thing unless it's torchies i'm just kidding. yeah i'm just kidding torchies <laughs> <laughs> but it, but it, but it, no, i'm not kidding but, yeah let's yeah. not let's not get burned yeah. i mean i don't want to burn any bridges here <laughs> you know if torchies wants to pay me to do something i will do yeah. it probably. probably i'll charge a premium but i will do yeah. it but oh, when, when people tell me that they love torchies, and the first thing they say is, "Oh yeah, because their kessel's amazing." Okay, you just proved my point. Their tacos are not good. Yeah. <laughs> now, excuse me, I do like some torchies tacos. I like the brush fire, which is the jerk chicken, mm-hmm. spicy jerk chicken. I do like. Uh, there's one called the Democrat and one called the Republican. Yeah, one of them's a barbacoa. One of them's like a sausage. Okay, they have some really pretty good tacos on their menu. Yeah, but they, I think they're doing too much. They're doing too much of everything. If they would yeah. scale down their menu and do those things amazingly or like above average or really, really well, I think I would like it more. But right now, their menu is so big and they do everything kind of not half-assed, but it's, it could take a little bit it's more. more of a, it, it, it lost, it, it lost it, the, yeah. the sense. I of remember taco. eating torches when it first came out. Uh, I remember eating torches in Austin when it first came mm. out. Okay, it was innovative. It was different. Yeah. It was interesting. But they're and and obviously they're not going for authentic. They're going for like the opposite of authentic, yeah. which is fine. I get it. 
they're hipster, they're Austin, they're whatever. But man, how can you sit there and tell me that Torches is your favorite yeah. when there's literally 20 places next to Torches that are better than Torches? I've, I've had that argument before yeah. with people. But um, like I said, everybody has their, their opinion. Taste. They're entitled to it. More Tacos La Bala. More taconazo for me, more corre caminos for me, yeah. more everything for me. Like you do your thing. So I'm gonna put you in another taco that blew my mind when I tried it. It's called the food truck is called El Costeñito. Okay, right here off of South Pole Stoke. It's a blue trailer. You can't miss it. it has it looks like a club because it has LED oh, lights yeah. everywhere. But Jesus Christ, the guy there, man, <laughs> the guy there. He's my compadre. Uh, he's an awesome person, dude. But I met him because I tried his food. Um, yeah. Porfirio. And where's he from? Uh, he is from Tabasco, if I'm not nice. mistaken. I'm not mistaken, compadre. And if I am, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, but I know um, that's why the Costanito comes. He just lost a subscriber. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> that's where the Costanito comes from, dude. Yeah. Um, so he has Costanito, tacos estilo el Costanito. Bruh. When I tell you, is he gives it to you in a plate, and, yeah. uh, and it's four big ass tacos. Uh-huh. Pero vienen bien surtidos de lo que si es de pastor, de fajita, lo que quieras. Pero vienen los hace estilo como crema y le echa crema y un poquito de lechuga and bro, so good, it's good, dude. So that's that's in my yeah. top five. El costeñito, dude. It's oh mega. And then their torta, dude. Yeah, La cubana. I did a video Ooh. on that. I gotta show it to Ooh. you. I did a video on La Torta Cubana from there because, okay. bro, it's the best. Yeah. It's, it's literally for me. I know there's other tortas out yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that one's my Cubana, like, where I could go to. Um, Another person that I want to talk about is um Daniel Leal. Mm-hmm. He's over at um Night Shift Bar in the east side of Harrisburg. So the bar itself is amazing. The cocktail menu and everything they serve is amazing. But he runs the kitchen there. And, man. He does some amazing food. He does these uh, enchiladas potosinas okay. that are amazing, and he's from Monterrey, but um, they're more—they're not really enchiladas. They're more like tacos dorados. Sí, sí, sí. And they're you. really great. Mm-hmm. And then he does uh, Taco Tuesdays, and he does like sometimes he does tacos traquepaque, which is the uh, like um, uh, carne de cebrada, but then they los bañan in salsa yeah, okay. roja, like a salsa roja de traquepaque is what it's called. And man, good. so freaking. And all the, the whole food menu. I mean, he has like, mm. like a orange chicken sandwich on there. He has, oh, the buñuelos good. that he makes are the best buñuelos I've had outside of Mexico City. Uh, not buñuelos, the the the, the churros. churros. Churros, churros, churros. Oh my god, the churros there. Yeah. Also, death row meal right there. Death yeah. row dessert. Man, the churros there at night shift bar are to die for. Wow. Um, and then close to there, off of Cullen, there's another place called um, Tacos uh, Taco Keto. Taco Keto, oh, and they have they do something called coquetadas, which is like a mix between a taco and a enchilada. Where's this in Pasadena, right? No, 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 it's off of Cullen and 45, like across from U of H, like Cullen oh. and Polk. Do they have a second location? I don't know, but this place is a it's a red truck. Oh. It only open Thursday, Friday, Saturday, mm. and Sunday maybe, but man. Those coquetadas are. Oh, there's a food truck. Uh, my la- my fifth one. Y lo sirven con, papi- con papitas. Not, not papitas francés, but like, like square cut. Oh. Yeah, that's the best. Um, off of 45 in college. Okay. Tacos el 
el primo está con su primo oh, okay. food truck right next to a food uh, tire tire okay. shop okay get their primazo package really it's a plate and it's Oh man, you know when la, la tortilla se ve bien sudadita, oh. like, like you can see the like the you can oil. see the grease, the grease you can see through <laughs> yeah. it, you can see through it, dude. And, yeah. and then they pastor y, y su trompo, like it looks beautiful, you know yeah. when it's fine cut and yeah, it's yeah, on there, yeah. and you can ask for nopal, un nopalito uh -huh. completo, cebollita. Nice. My mouth just got yeah, watered. Yeah. And then and there's a bunch of great, great places in the south side. You have a cilantro. You yeah. have a tacon madre. You have a jalapeno. So tacos. You know, Jesse put me on this uh, taco stick. Oh, I love taco stick. Bro. They're straight up from Monterrey. Yeah, man. Oh, their bistec tacos and their pastor. The pastor is good, yeah. but their bistec tacos are literally like i'm in monterrey but you know the the tortilla, I like tacos the tortilla there too is like yeah. a little mañana and, yeah. and aceite yeah. i know fuck. it's worth it yeah it's worth yeah it. i love taco stick yeah that's a good after 12 oh yeah know, taco oh, like yeah. 1 a.m taco you go i think i was in i was gone for a while i don't remember if i was in miami or new york or somewhere where there was like not that many tacos And then I flew in, flew in and out of hobby, and the first thing I did was go to Taco Steak. <laughs> It's right, right down the street, like yeah. right on the feeder, yeah. like 45 South and Monroe, I think. Mm -hmm. Somewhere of, or airport between Monroe and airport or something like that. But man, Taco Steak goes hard. Yeah, my respects to that. You know, Jesse was the one that we were we were out here drinking. Yeah, he was like, "I'm gonna put you on some tacos." Oh, taco like, Steak is like, dope. I was like, "Yeah, bro, like for sure, like we'll go one of these days." He's like, "No, we're going right now." <laughs> Oh, that's a drive fuck, that's a bro. drive it was like 35 minutes from right. here with the tacos we got it it's good though yeah yeah i mean it's it's dope dude but you know uh, this this is calling for a second episode man yeah, yeah it's calling for an episode we talk about pizzas and oh man and pho and bro we still haven't touched <laughs> those subjects you know and a lot of people you know i told my buddies that you were coming And I was like, bro, we're going to listen to it because you love food. You're going to get you, hungry. Yeah. And you bring another yeah. person that loves food. It's yeah. it's a, it's it's great, man. Yeah. You know, we get to talk about those kind of things. But again, Marco, I want to appreciate you coming over. You yeah, know, of course. Um, you know, see my subscribers. Uh, if you guys want to, you know, subscribe, we're now on iTunes, uh, Spotify and YouTube. Oh, we're on RSS too, but nobody uses that. <laughs> uh, Marco, do you want to tell your social media? So yeah, so everything you? I do is uh, Marco from Houston, M A R C O, mm -hmm. Marco from Houston on on Instagram. Um, you can find me on Twitter as well, but it's Marco from Houston, but like instead of F R O M, it's the number four R M. Okay. Because Twitter restrictions on the length of your name or whatever. Um, but yeah, Marco from Houston. If you search Marco from Houston on Google, you'll find me nice um but yeah i'm a, like i said i'm a photographer and food we really uh dominated about food and i have millions of stories about like taking photos at coachella taking photos at Bro, Lollapalooza, taking saying. photos at edc um you know i've traveled all over the world you know i've traveled to tokyo with Mugby. Yeah. i've traveled to colombia i've traveled all you know it's it's amazing i'm, I'm blessed man i'm blessed yeah. where photography and tacos have taken me and um like you said like if you have a dream you know chase it if you fail fuck it do something else or or do whatever makes you happy yeah man and just that your dream took you all over the world it's, yeah. it's amazing bro and it's a great way to finish this um i like i'm telling you i think this calls for a second episode I'm down yeah um we'll, we'll definitely plan it out um 
this will be out this week. This will be the episode for this week. So if you guys are watching already, please like the video. It helps a lot with the algorithm, the crazy yeah. algorithm. And let us know in the comments, like, yeah. what's your favorite taco, either taco place or type of taco. Like, I'm, I love my trompo and I love my barbacoa and and, uh, and uh, fajitas. But, man, I, I'm a no cebolla. I have a tattoo on my arm, and it's a, a taco de trompo. Con cilantro y chile, pero no, no cebolla. No I'm team no cebolla. <laughs> I know a lot of people give me shit for that, but yeah, it. bro, that's me right there. La cebollita salada, you can't go wrong with hey. that, dude. I, I mean, know. I could do un poquito de cebolla salada, but yeah. I can't do like the fresh cebolla. I can't. I can't, bro. bro. Not on my tacos, not on my burgers, not on my anything. I'm a, I'm a I can cook with cebolla. Yeah. I cook with cebolla. You know. You just I, take it out at the end. Yeah. I just don't eat it. Yeah, yeah. But oh, like, yeah. I can't do fresh cebolla, fresh cut cebolla. Yeah. Dope, man. Anyway, tell us, you know, what your favorite kind of tacos yeah. are, what your favorite taco places are. If it's torchies, I'm sorry for what I said earlier, <laughs> but, not, but not, not really. Not really. Like, not really sorry. But yeah, coming down there, you know, tell us your favorite place uh, to eat tacos on. Um, I'll make some clips for Instagram so people yeah. will interact with there. And don't forget about La Feria, May 22nd. We're going to have Marco yeah. there as Be a there. judge I'm for the judging the birria contest. I'm excited. Yeah, it's sponsored by TJ Birria Mas. Yeah. And now it's sponsored. The trophies are sponsored by birria.com. Hell yeah. Yeah. We, make, we met Christian last week. Yeah. Oh, man, it'll be crazy, dude. It's going to be crazy. Yeah. Man. So we're coming up with the categories. Uh, yeah. if, if you know some categories that, that we should judge the birria on, then yeah. let us know too. We're still working on that. So For sure, man. Uh, but again, thank you so much for being here. Thank you, everybody that's watching. Uh, Mom, I love you. I know you always watch me every single video. Uh, but great, dude. Appreciate it, man. Deuces, man.